the right now um, at 12.06 on this Thursday. Folks, this portion of the program, uh, remember, right now is the time to make sure that you have all the proper energy that you need, like Propane Plus, Propane Plus, heating and cooling. Call them today, 401-885-4209, or in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Propane Plus, heating and cooling, three generations. They're available 24-7. You can depend on Propane Plus for your heating and cooling, residential, commercial, it's Propane Plus. Now, go to their website. They have a very user-friendly website. If you use propane, you want to go with Propane Plus. Call them today at 401-885-4209 or 508-252-3359, always online at propaneplus.com. Well, folks, the news is fast and furious. We're going to try to keep up with it right now at 12.07. Good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live <clears throat> Cranston PD Live, episode nine tonight. A new episode tonight, eight o'clock. Cranston PD Live, right there. We're still going to hold off on YouTube. We're still holding off on YouTube. I'm not convinced that we have the glitches out of it. So we are holding off on it. Now, there's a number of different stories that um, that we are following. And I want to, folks, this is right now at 1207. The beauty of being live like this is in fact that then, you know, we can give you news like this right now as it haps, happens in, in really real time. So there's a couple of things that are happening right now. <clears throat> One thing is the uh, a lot of information has come out about the Idaho murders. And I want to get into that a little bit. Some tremendous reporting by Brian Eaton of, um, I, I'll tell you, I, I know a lot of people are not, watching News Nation, but their their work on this particular case has really been fantastic. Now, at the same time, we do have some information. By the way, Maura Healy has been now sworn in governor of Massachusetts. I apologize if I was giving some <clears throat> less than accurate information in the past couple of days, but Maura Healy is being sworn in governor of Massachusetts. They obviously do it much, much different than Rhode Island. Um, and I'm going to talk about the Jack Fay murder case that is going on right now. But I, I want to just touch on this situation that's happening right now with Kevin McCarthy. Folks, a couple things. Um, I recognize there are some people, when things get difficult, they, they just start to freak out a little bit. But made, make no mistake about it. As I was playing last hour, that, that was real. Sean Hannity going after Lauren Boebert. Tucker Carlson. This is a civil war within, and I, I take no joy in saying this, um, but this is a civil war within the Republican Party that's playing out right now. Someone sent me a message. No, everything's fine. It's all acting. No, no, it's not acting, Patrick. President Trump said everything's fine. And actually, no, it's not fine. No, it is. there's nothing fine about this. This is a civil war that is playing out in front of everyone right now. And there's nothing positive about it. He looks bad. He looks weakened. The Republicans looked weakened. Wall Street Journal piece, the GOP chaos caucus returns. This is um, more than a few Republicans have a history preferring combative sound bites to actual governing. And the struggle to elect a speaker is a you know bad sign of old habits being reasserted. Lauren Boebert, when's the last time she was on Hannity for 10 minutes? Never. Or not that I remember. <clears throat> Boom. And there's a lot of people behind her and Matt Gates and Andy Biggs. And you start to go down down the line a little bit. And there are some people who like the idea of, of chaos. And there's all kinds of chaos going on. I have someone right now sending me messages that the mainstream media is ignoring the story that tomorrow the Supreme Court is going to overturn the 2020 election. I, I don't even know how to respond to something like that. As if, yeah, they're going to do that on the anniversary of January 6th. And the rest, let me guess, the rest of the media, they don't want to cover it. Is that what's happening? Like, it is frightening to me that people actually believe this stuff. Folks, President Trump in his announcement isn't even talking about 2020. I don't, I don't know. How, I'm not sure sometimes how to respond to something like that. This is real. 
what's happening right now. You have people, Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, as, as I have been saying, I, and you, you heard Hannity, then, then what's the end game? They don't seem to have a choice for speaker. But for everyone to say everything is fine, President Trump, it seems pretty obvious right now, he can't control them. He can't control them. I don't know how else to, you know, say he put out a message that everything's fine and everything's going according to plan. Everything's not going according to plan. You know what? That is reminiscent. And it's this Patrick, I won't give his last name, but that sent that to me. That is reminiscent of the scene in in Animal House. And the actor was actually Kevin Bacon. Remember when it's during the parade and all hell is breaking loose and Kevin Bacon is the ROTC recruit or whatever. But he's like, all is fine. Don't panic. And then he's trampled. That is ridiculous. Everything is not fine. No, these are this is this is this is a a civil war is broken out. Now, I don't know if Kevin McCarthy, I, I don't know if he's the right person. We do know, as Hannity said, he's got over 200 votes. And the other group, they they have 20. But I don't blame certain Republicans saying, excuse me, we're not going to have 20 people dictate to 200. Doesn't work that way. So Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, if, if you didn't hear it, I, I played it last hour. There's no acting going on. There's real bad blood there. Tucker Carlson is, is clearly encouraging them and, and pushing it on for a variety of different reasons. Um, I'm not going to speculate to everything because we don't know everything that, that is happening right now. But you, you can't, I, I don't, the problem that I see, and I want to be very clear with people, is because <clears throat> there are people that think it's great what's going on. Burn down the swamp. Like everyone becomes the enemy. Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan doesn't want to be speaker. I don't know how many times to say that. I swear, I'm, I'm talking to people that are not paying attention. Well, then President Trump should, should be brought back as speaker. Like, what world are you living in? That's, that's not happening. <laughs> I know some people seem comfortable in, in reality. And by the way, I always say to myself, I'm not even going to get down this road. Because it's a fool's errand. But then I I can't believe normal, rational people. Oh, yeah, tomorrow, the Supreme Court's going to overturn the 2020 election. And President Trump is going to be reinstalled and Biden's moved out. Uh, It's not that someone is saying something like that. What is frightening to me is people are believing something like that. That's not happening well, I saw it. It's posted right here. And, and what? what? What world are people living in? Obviously, clearly not reality. Hey, listen, I, I have said, I've said about the 2024 primary. Hey, you have Governor DeSantis wants to run. Obviously, President Trump is the only announced candidate, right? You have the governor of Virginia clearly going to run. Mike Pompeo. Former Secretary of State, CIA director, seemingly is going to run. I I say it is completely fair. You let them go at it in a primary, and then it's you know the the strongest candidate ideally emerges from that. But that's not what this is. <clears throat> when you're trying to elect the speaker, <clears throat> it has to be the majority rule. And I think as Hannity was trying to, Sean Hannity was trying to point out last night, is for the people that have 20 votes saying the guy that has 202 needs to get out of the, get out of the race, it, it, it's, it makes, that, that's not even, you know, it just makes no sense. No, I, I, I fully, um, I'm seeing right now, McCarthy resorts to new concessions to hardliners to win speaker's post. Signal to give more, give in to more demands from far right rebels after losing a sixth vote. Nobody is in charge. A ragged GOP stumbles through the wilderness. This is, for better or worse, a civil war that is playing out. And maybe there are people that think it's positive. Hey, listen, I, I do understand part of the element that I, I believe in the mantra of the Godfather power must be, can't be given, it must be taken. That's what happened in 2016. When they thought they were going to hand off the power from President Obama to Hillary. And President Trump came in and swooped it up. 
However, it, it, it can't turn into, and, and as I said, the problem with the scenario like this that I see is the people, if it's Lauren Boebert and Matt Gates and Andy Biggs and, and, and Chip Roy, is, is they, they, I think, fully reckon, the moment they give in, the interviews stop, the cameras stop, and then they just go back to, you know, being one of 200 and something. But right now is their moment of glory. That, that's a danger. You know, and I, I've talked about, you see people that fall into this. That's why the homeless advocates, Governor McKee, to his credit, was not wrong. when he, the, the homeless advocates and, and upright, they, they didn't want the state house homeless sleep. They, they didn't want it to end because as long as it kept going, they felt they had the mantle to demand um, press coverage. And by the way, I, I applaud both Warwick and Woodsocket that have gotten rid of these homeless encampments. Folks, you can't have it. You can't have it. For those that want to live outside, you, you still have to follow the rules. As I have talked about, I applaud um, Public Works, D'Agostino. Like, you, you give them notice, and the way they're being, what, why isn't this aggressive nature with some members of the media, why isn't it being applied to those people? When were you told? You, you can't, the hypodermic needles, I mean, are, are, you, what, are you people blind as to what's going on? There's a reason they don't want to go in a shelter, because they're obviously using heavy drugs. <clears throat> what, what part, you, you can't be here. Um, it's not private property. You, you, you have to leave this land. We're not turning into the West Coast. We're not turning into L.A. We're not turning into San Francisco. So, so the homeless advocates jumped in action. They were evicted. How dare you? They threw out their... You, you can't stay here. Okay? You can't stay here. You, you're not being evicted. You don't belong here in the first place. You can't be a squatter. Just because you set up a tent, it doesn't make it your home. You're not supposed to be here. But the media immediately gravitates. Look how terrible this is. And they're tossing these people out and they're throwing away their tents and blah, blah, blah. You were given notice you're not supposed to be there. There are homeless, there's no shortage of homeless advocates. And shelters and warming centers, if you don't want to take advantage of it, then I, I don't know what to tell you. But I, I refuse to cave into. This shouldn't be a homeless encampment in Warwick. This shouldn't be a homeless encampment in Woonsocket. There shouldn't be homeless encampments anywhere. I get it. They let it go. A lot of public officials let it go when the weather gets warm. <clears throat> but then the same problem comes around. They're not temporary. The people regard them as their permanent form of housing. And that's what happened on the West Coast. And that's what happened out in, uh, in, in, obviously, in Los Angeles, in different parts. You know, Father Donnelly used to say, slums grow. You can't allow something like that to take hold. There are alternatives. Well, these people don't want to live in Providence, and these people don't want that. That's like the Providence Journal did the story on this mother and daughter that are homeless. They have a dog. Listen, well, we can't go to a shelter because we have the dog. Listen, you can't afford to have a dog. The old expression, beggars can't be choosers. You, well, I don't want to, just like the Boston Globe, this extensive story on this family in Warwick. And people pointing out, these people could afford an apartment if they moved to a place like up a little farther up north, like Woonsocket. Well, we don't want to live up there. Well, you can't afford to live where you are. This whole notion of what they want. In the demands and blah, blah, blah. And they spent all this money in hotels. And it's one poor decision after another. But I do applaud that. Now, I do want to talk about the, the Jack. There's a lot of news I'm going to touch on. But this, I, I think it enters dangerous territory when the people see there's, there's always a group. And I get it. There's always uh, a number of people that are fed up with the way things are going and they're unsatisfied with the system and they want to give the table for one salute to, you know, to the establishment, right? To the government, whoever that may be. So the fact you have Matt Gates and Lauren Bourbon and these others 
that you have them kind of like defying the the quote authority. There's there's always I, I fully get it. I mean, there's always an element of the underdog and the rebel and the people that are willing to stick it to the, the system. So I um I get that. But at, at, at the same time, what like what what side are you talking about? This to me, it it sounds it seems very serious. And and I don't I don't think it's I don't see how it's going to get resolved anytime soon. I don't blame certain Kevin McCarthy loyalists, certain GOP loyalists that are saying, like, time out, hold on. So by it's like the story of the prodigal son. So Matt Gates and Chip Roy and Andy Biggs and Laura. So they get big committee positions because they're holding everybody hostage because they won't go along. I, I I have a I, I I can understand. I would have a problem with that. I would absolutely have a problem with people that are not, um, you know, kind of being supportive of the team. Suddenly, then being rewarded essentially for for their actions, folks. Right now at twelve twenty three. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program. Hey, listen. It is a new year. Why not get a free consultation? Tom Bryan, our guy, Ameriprise Financial. Unique Goals has helped millions of Americans retire in their terms, when they want, where they want, doing what they want. Call Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial, today at 401-434-1510. 401-434-1510. Office is located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence. Why not call right now on this Thursday at 1223 for a free consultation, get your finances in order. Make sure your financial goals are up to date. You know, many times, obviously, your financial situation could be fluid. Maybe you're retired. Maybe you want to retire. Maybe you're tired. You want to go back to work, whatever it may be. Call right now. Free consultation. Tom Bryan, Ameriprise Financial. Pick up the phone. 401 434 Ameriprise Financial, Tom Bryan, offices located 400 Massasoit Avenue in East Providence. Well, folks, visit our website, dipetro.com. We have a lot of unique stories up, video. Remember, dipetro.com, brought to you by the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick, lunch, dinner, drinks, and lounge. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. All right, I want to just get to, selfishly, some of these details with the uh, Idaho murder because... um, Oh, here we go. Channel 12's got a story. North Kingstown police are investigating a white supremacist recruitment flyer discovered in a residence driveway on Tuesday morning. So, um, oh, we have a lot of different news that's breaking here. Uh, Channel 12 has this. Surprised, I have not heard about this from the people in North Kingstown. The department received an email, oh, on Tuesday, from a resident, a flyer found neo-Nazi group called Nationalist Social Club 131, a plastic Ziploc bag with a rock to recruit additional members. Unacceptable, doesn't want to be threatened by such groups. You know, we have heard of this before. I don't know why they picked North Kingstown. If there's someone in North Kingstown that also got that flyer, please send me a screenshot um, so these are the 131. They were the ones active last year. They went outside of um, the red reading room. Uh, they, they were yelling at the Communist Manifesto, at the Communists, and so forth. So that, um, that, uh, that's the group. They've never done anything public, really. But they, they post pictures of themselves. They, they, they posted there. Let's see. That was um, February of last year, 22. Thanksgiving of 21, they posted pictures of themselves outside the Black Lives Matter 
headquarters in Pawtucket. Now, let me just say this. Man who shot Providence police officer sentenced to 60 years in prison, Tyrone Robinson, was 19, out on bail, gun charges, August 2019. Opened fire on two police officers in their unmarked car, shooting one in the chest, penetrating his bulletproof vest. A local man who shot a Providence police officer in the chest, sentenced to 60 years in prison, partially penetrating his bulletproof vest. Tyrone Robinson, 19, out on gun charges, August, this was August of 2019, 2019. So that was even, yeah, that was pre-pandemic. Pulled into the busy Dollar Tree Plaza on Admiral Street. Two officers in the task force drove in. They saw her. When he saw their unmarked car, he opened fire. Officer Matthew McGloin was hit in the chest. His partner, Jonathan Smith, returned fire. Robinson escaped, ran to his home close by on Douglas Avenue. He surrendered, charged 10 felonies. Police found the handgun, spent magazine in a nearby basketball court. Three years, five months later, he accepted a plea agreement. So he pled no contest to four felonies. Assault with intent to murder, intent to murder, discharge of a firearm, carrying a pistol without a license. Two weeks shy of his 23rd birthday, he's going to spend most of his adult life in prison. Robert Krause sentenced Robin to 60 years, 40 to serve at the ACI, 20 suspended. Wow. When he's released, he'll be on probation for 60 years. All right, the system worked, but... All right, Maura Healy just entered the House chamber for our inauguration ceremony. So there's that. All right, I want to, um, here we go. I do want to touch on the Idaho. There's a lot more details that are coming out. Let's see. This guy has been fantastic. Going through affidavit. One of the surviving roommates saw the killer. Heard crying. Oh, that's the first time we've heard that. Talking about the Idaho murder. Police say Kohlberg was linked to scene through cell phone and DNA. <clears throat> cell phone pings also show phone was in area of murders at least 12 times before morning of killing. Sheath of the knife was left at the scene. That's where the DNA came from. First time we've heard that. That's interesting. Agents took trash from the Kohlberg home in Pennsylvania, sent to a crime lab in Idaho. That's how the DNA match with DNA from the nice sheaf was made. Very interesting. Kaylee's dog Murphy did bark. It's heard on a security camera near the house. Kohlberg's cell phone was tracked back to the house after the murders. Between 9-12 and 9-21, the phone was near the house again on November 13th. All right. He, they have, this affidavit is filled with An awful lot of information. How many? Here I'm looking at it. Uh, I'm not sure how many pages it is. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, I'll go through it. Why not? All right. Um, Brett Payne, peace officer. Uh, November 13th, 4 o'clock, Moscow Police Department responded 1122 King Road, Moscow, King Road residence, security possessing of a crime scene. Walked through the bottom floor, north side, walked upstairs. Um, let's see. As I approached the room, I could see a body later identified as Carnoodle laying on the floor. Carnoodle was deceased. Wounds appeared to have been caused by an edge weapon. Also in the room was a male later identified as Ethan Chapin. Wounds later determined, same thing. Um, third floor, third floor, two bedrooms, one bathroom. Kaylee Gonzalez later learned there was a dog in the room. Dog belonged to Gonzalez and her ex-boyfriend, Jack. Boy, there were people all over TikTok pointing the finger at Jack. Found out from my interview with Jack that he and Gonzalez shared the dog. Smith pointed out a small bathroom. Bathroom shared a wall with Madison Morgan. As I entered, I could see two females in the single bed in the room. Both were deceased, visible stab wounds. I also latest would notice to be a tan leather knife sheath laying on the bed. He screwed up by leaving that behind. The sheath was later processed. Had the United States Marine Corps 
stamped on the outside of it, located a single source of a male DNA left on the button snap of the knife's sheath. Numerous interviews were conducted. Two of the interviews were inside. Um, So that's really interesting that that's the match. And then they go back to the evening of November 12th. They are at the party. They return to the residence. Uh, The other ones were at the local bar. They mentioned the Grub Truck live stream. Grub Truck live stream for the food truck on the streaming platform Twitch. Both made statements. Um, Home by 2 a.m. asleep. Went to her bed southeast. Um, Been... So she looked out her bed. Did not she heard the comment about someone being in the house? Opened her door a second time. She thought she heard someone crying from Cronodal's room. Heard a male voice saying something. It's okay. I'm going to help you. At four seventeen, a security camera picked up a distorted audio. What sounded like voices or a whimper, followed by a loud thud. A dog can be heard barking numerous times starting at 417. Security cameras less than 50 feet from the west wall of the Canoodle bathroom. DM stated she opened the door the third time. She heard the crying, saw a figure clad in black clothing and mask, covered the person's mouth and nose walking towards her. Described the figure as 5'10 or taller, not very muscular, but athletically built, bushy eyebrows. Male walked past. She stood in a frozen shock phase. Male walked towards the back siding glass door. She locked herself in her room after seeing the male. Did not state that she recognized the male. This leads investigators to believe the murderers left the scene. So he was spotted inside the Idaho house. Combination of statements to law enforcement review of forensic video of a suspect video described Homicide occurred between 4 and 425. Investigators found a Latin, a latent shoe print located during the second processing. Shoe print showed a diamond shaped pattern similar to the pattern of a Vans type shoe sole, uh, shoe sole just outside the door of the bedroom. Consistent regarding the suspect's path of travel. They also took extensive search. Uh, law enforcement, a video canvas conducted around the residence. Folks, this is, again, the affidavit regarding the Idaho college student murder. Numerous surveillance videos. Again, I'm reading this in real time. So a review of a camera footage indicated a white sedan suspect vehicle. One was observed traveling at approximately 326 and westbound on Idaho State Highway at 328. On this video, it appeared suspect vehicle one was not displaying a front license plate. A review of footage from multiple videos obtained show multiple sightings of suspect vehicle one starting at 329, ending at 420. These sightings show suspect vehicle one make an initial three passes by the King Road residence and leave via Wallanta Drive. Residential neighborhood, very limited number of vehicles. Travel in the area during the early morning hours. Only a few cars enter and exit. Suspect one vehicle can be seen entering a fourth time at 404. Drives eastbound on King Road. Stops, turns around in front of 500 Queen Road. Drives back westbound. Suspect vehicle one is in front of the residence. Appeared to unsuccessfully attempt to park or turn around on the road. Continues down the intersection. Three-point turn. Drives eastbound. Suspect vehicle one seen departing the area at 420 at a high rate of speed. Suspect vehicle one next observed traveling southbound. It does, it does not show during the time frame likely exited the neighborhood. Uh, eventually leads to Polma, Washington, 10 miles from Moscow. Both Polma and Moscow, small college towns. Okay. Law enforcement provided video footage of suspect vehicle one to forensic with the FBI to identify the year make model. They examined 35 experience, 12 years, blah, blah, blah. After reviewing, 
they believe the suspect vehicle was a 2011 to 2013 Hyundai Elantra. Upon further review, it could be a 2011 to 2016. They've been reviewing information vehicle that is a 2011 white Elantra. Investigators were given access to the video footage of Washington State University campus located in Pullman. View of the video indicated at 2.44, November 13th, a white sedan, which was consistent with the description of the white Elantra, known as suspect, was observed on the Washington State University surveillance cameras traveling north on southeast Nevada Street. At 2.53, a white sedan, consistent with the description, traveling southeast Pullman, um, same thing being the Hyundai Elantra. At 525, a white sedan, consistent with the description, was observed on five cameras in Pullman and on the Washington State University campus camera. The first camera that recorded the white sedan was located, blah, blah, blah. Then they have um, the different, they have the maps and the motion of the vehicle. On November 25th, the police asked law enforcement to be on lookout for a white Hyundai Elantra in the area. Uh, that was November 25th. On November 29th, Washington State University police officer queried why white Elantra registered at Washington State University. As a result of that, he located a 2015 white Elantra with a Pennsylvania license plate. So this is the first time we've heard of this Daniel Tienga, police officer, Washington State University. We the license plate. The vehicle was registered to Brian Kohlberg, hereafter Kohlberg, residing right there in Pullman, Washington. Wow. Let's see. That same day, Washington State University officer Curtis Whitman was looking for a white Hyundai Elantra and located a 2015 white Hyundai Elantra in the Pullman parking lot. <clears throat> it's an apartment complex. They ran the plate and it returned to Kohlberg with a Washington tag. Hmm. White male, six feet, 185 pounds. Photograph shows he has bushy eyebrows. You know, I've remarked to people that eyebrows is a very distinct, uh, distinctive characteristic. The physical description is consistent with the description of the, of the male saw inside the residence. Further investigation, including a review showed that on August 21st, 2022, he was detained part of a traffic stop. At the time, he was driving a 2015 Hyundai Elantra, Pennsylvania plate. During the stop, which was recorded, he provided his cell phone number. Uh, they, they See, then, so he was stopped. This is very significant. He was stopped in August. He provided his cell phone. So then they were able to take that and trace it. They conducted electronic database queries and learned it's a number issued by AT&T. October 14th, he was detained part of a traffic stop by a Washington State University police officer. Upon review of that body cam and a report of the stop, he was the sole occupant driving a 2015 white Hyundai Elantra with the Pennsylvania plate. Let's see, November 18th. Um... Registered in Pennsylvania, blah, blah, blah. Oh, in Pennsylvania, you don't have to have a front license plate. Okay. They believe he's still driving it because his vehicle was captured December 13th by a license plate reader in Colorado. Then curried by law enforcement in Indiana. On December 16th, the, the video showed him in Pennsylvania. Sole occupant of the vehicle was a white male, consistent with Kohlberg. He has family in Pennsylvania. Uh, PhD student, criminology, Washington State University, past education, psychology, uh, wrote an essay. He wrote an essay, applied for an internship with the Pullman Police Department last fall. First time we've heard that. Um, They obtained search warrants to determine cellular devices. After determining he was associated to both that and the phone, a query didn't did not show the phone in close proximity between three and five. So he may not have brought his cell phone with him. Uh, they can leave their cell phone at different locations before committing a crime. Done by subjects in effort to um, associate with a particular area. Boom, boom, boom. Search warrant for historical phone records. Um, 
This continues. Let me just, I want to get to the part where they went through the trash. So they certainly, uh, our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd, is right. They had their sights set on Brian Kohlberg for quite some time. Traced it back to the residence, White Elantra. So then they, boy, this is really interesting, folks. They start to pinpoint the vehicle, then pinpoint the phone. And and then the, the night of, it sounds like he didn't bring his phone with him or didn't have it on. The Kohlberg was likely the driver. Additionally, the route was during the early morning hours. Lack of the phone reporting is consistent in his attempt to conceal his location. Let's see. Um, then they have information of him stalking out the victims. It's a very lengthy one. But, folks, look at how they are able to really piece all this together. Oh, okay. December 27th, Pennsylvania agents recovered the trash from the Kohlberg family residence. Evidence was sent to the Idaho State Lab. On December 28th, they reported a DNA profile obtained from the trash and the DNA profile obtained from the knife sheath identified a male as not being excluded as the biological father of the suspect profile. 99% of the male population should be expected to be excluded. So then they requested the arrest warrant. So it seemingly came down to the knife sheath and they went through his trash back in Pennsylvania. All right, I know that was lengthy, but that is the most detail that we have gotten uh, on this case. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, now it's 1243 it's 1243 on this Thursday. <clears throat> this portion of our program, folks, again, don't forget about Matthews Oil Company. Get your tank filled. Matthews Oil Company, who's your oil provider? 24 hour emergency service. They'll keep you warm this winter. Matthews Oil Company, 401 942 7500. Premier dealer, Rhode Island, highest quality heating fuels. They also have budget plans, payment plans available. Call Matthews Oil Company today. Get that tank filled. 401-942-7500. They'll keep you warm this winter. Trusted oil delivery. 24-hour emergency service. It's Matthews Oil Company. 401-942-7500. So, folks, at 1244, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Can always listen online at our website, depetro.com. All right, I want to just um okay, here we go. Representative Dan Bishop of North Carolina nominating Brian Daniels, Donalds, excuse me, for House Speaker. <laughs> uh, uh so we are underway with the seventh ballot. Insanity. Absolute seven ballots now. Hmm. Um. Let me just double check. Kevin McCarthy, the tragedy of Kevin McCarthy, Wall Street Journal. That doesn't sound good. McCarthy was willing to weaken the speakership to win it. If he'd spent more time working with rational lawmakers to get like-minded candidates elected, he wouldn't have ended up in this position. He did try to get Mayor Fung elected. He did try to get Mayor Fung elected. That much is true. All right, I want to check. I mean, this is just going nowhere. Going nowhere fast, folks. At 1245, again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Don't forget, everybody on Facebook Live. On Facebook tonight, Cranston PD Live, episode nine. It's going down tonight in Cranston shortly after eight o'clock. All right. I know that people did not like Dan Crenshaw. We can't let the terrorists win. Eh, He may want to rephrase that a little bit. Tucker Carlson then went after uh, Crenshaw. Boy, that was um, Hannity and Lauren Boebert going at it. That was... um, I mean, as much as I'd like to say it was good TV. I mean, here we go again. I'm looking at. All right, so they do. Eighth, uh, he does not have the votes. 
does not have the votes right now. Right now. And Donald's, again, has seven votes. So I don't know exactly what... What... Oh. Gallagher. Matt Gates just voted and said something. Gallego. All right, Matt... Garamendi. All right, I, Matt Gates said something that um, he voted for someone else. So I want to just see exactly what that was. But let me just see this. Uh, Let's see. There's a report that Steve Scalise is sending word to McCarthy, just stop the foolishness and let him be speaker already. Hmm. That's interesting. Maybe it will be Steve Scalise. Maybe Steve Scalise. He was in... Oh, my God. Gates flips his votes from Donald's to Donald Trump. So, I mean, that's that's not a serious vote. Several holdouts. Perry, Roy, Donald's bishop holding meaning. How long he's noncommittal. It is... Um, It, it is going nowhere again. Hmm. Now, meanwhile, President Biden is focusing on the border. I didn't think I'd be saying this. Rep Gates just voted for Trump as speaker. I want to touch on this. Uh, Kyle Cheney said, a very smart lawyer suggests the notion that a non-member can become speaker is actually false, even though the Constitution is silent on it. Precedents going back to 1803 suggest the Speaker has long been envisioned as a vote caster tiebreaker in the House, something a non-member couldn't do. And the role includes so many legislative actions, the framers never entrusted an unelected person. More importantly, the line of succession was amended to put the Speaker, Senate, President, pro term ahead of Cabinet for preference for an elected person to be close to the presidency. It took a constitutional amendment to create a process for filling VP vacancy with unelected person. At the very least, this person suggested the latest line of actions taken by non-member speaker could face legal challenges. I've been oh, it was um, former House Counsel Stan Brand. You know, I, I'm just glad that was addressed because there have been people out there saying, and I can't believe I'm coming back to this, but that. You know, that President Trump could end up being speaker. And I, I've never bought into that. I've never bought in that that would happen. I've, I've never uh, remotely thought that that was a possibility. And, and now you have Matt Gates saying President Trump. So that's, that's where we're at. Now, at 1249, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. So I, I, I don't know how much longer this is going to go on with Kevin McCarthy, but he's it just doesn't seem like it's in the cards. However, one one element of caution is that Lord Boebert last night on Hannity didn't come out and say we're with Steve Scalise. So but maybe that is the play. Maybe that is the play. Let me just also see um, Wall Street Journal. Who's crazy enough to be a Republican speaker? You can't lead a majority that would really rather be in the minority. And that is the problem. As I've been saying, you know, Wall Street Journal editorial, we were taught to believe that all jobs have dignity. But on second thought, serving as Speaker Republican control House of Representatives. After two days of intra-GOP fighting, why do you still want the job? For that matter, why would anyone want it? It's true. The speaker's third in line to the president. You get your name in the history books, your portrait hung in the Capitol, sit and applaud uncomfortably behind President Binder's next to State of the Unions. Not much to recommend for the job. That was true for John Boehner, became speaker in 2011, ousted 2015 by a rump GOP faction, failed to show enough enthusiasm. Paul Ryan took over, was able to push through the tax reform, but left after 2018. Rather than having to deal with the growing crank caucus, 
McCarthy lost three more floor votes on Wednesday. 20 Republicans refused to budge despite being outvoted 10 to 1 by their colleagues. They're rebels without a plausible alternative. First nominated Arizona Representative Andy Biggs, who received only 31 votes in November. He'd lost a race against a Capitol parking lot attendant. He'd lose a race, excuse me. The rebels then nominated Jim Jordan, who doesn't want the job, and endorsed Kevin McCarthy. Then they nominated Florida Rep Byron Donalds, a second-termer, who voted for McCarthy on the initial vote. He has no chance to win, but he does now have a higher name ID. True. At this, at this point, all of this isn't so much about McCarthy. McCarthy's already conceded a mere five members will be able to move to vacate the chair, put the speakership in jeopardy. If he bows out, there are other Republicans maybe to get 218, but would they want the job? Does Steve Scalise want to spend two years listening to ultimatums from Lauren Bobart? Washington Rep. Mike Gallagher gave a spirited nominating speech for Mr. McCarthy on Wednesday, but he accomplished much more in leading the Select Committee on China that the Republicans are setting up. The problem any leader faces today, too many Republicans don't want to hold and keep political power. They are much more comfortable in opposition in the minority. It's easier because there's no hard decisions to compromise. You can rage against the swamp without having to do anything to change it. This is the fundamental and sorry truth behind the speaker spectacle and the performative GOP politics of recent years. That is absolutely accurate. It's sorry because the country still needs an effective check on the excesses of the progressive left. So, but that is where they are right now. That is exactly where they are. And there is a big difference. As I said, you know, we're talking about governing. We're talking about the direction of the country and the border. Life is not, governing is not a Trump rally. Governing is not, you know, the swamp. They're all crooked. Everybody's crooked. And you get that with these people. Anyone that says anything, well, then they're, they're compromised. It's invasion of the body snatchers. Uh, so I don't know where that's going to go. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 1254 on this Thursday is brought to you by Limitless Outdoors. Call them today, free quote, 401-580-1852. They specialize in patios, walkways, Steps, outdoor kitchens, outdoor fireplaces, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation, much more. They can also um, update your indoor fireplace or kitchen. Limitless outdoors because it is limitless as to what they can do. You can find them online, limitlessoutdoorsri.com. Get a free quote, the basin Smithfield. Call Chris today, 401 401- 580-1852, 401-580-1852 for Limitless Outdoors. You know what else that I'm, I'm noticing here, folks, is the, um, with the amount of votes that are going on, it is, um, <clears throat> it's just incredible how, like now it's not even a big deal that they're doing the votes. You know, I also want to mention now the Jack Fay murder trial that's taking place right now. The man that is on trial for that, that was the man killed in City Park in Warwick. Now, they resume on Friday. I'm planning on being at the courthouse tomorrow. But the man accused of killing Jack Fay, Warwick City Park, claims he did it to save himself. Michael Soares, he's the one accused of killing 66-year-old John Jack Fay. I would argue that Warwick police did a very good job investigating this. He's doing a bench trial, pled not guilty. Reason of insanity. He was ambushed by sores, stabbed and beat him to death and shoved him into a trash barrel. But you have a psychiatrist, I believe, on the stand. Psychiatrist, Dr. Patricia Recupero, said he's mentally unwell and only attacked him because because he believed he was in danger. I don't believe that. So we'll get more details. But and I was contacted earlier by someone who is the roommate of Michael Source at the ACI. This business of not guilty by reason of insanity, this Michael Source, he then booked a flight to Pakistan, and then they wouldn't let him on the flight because he was acting very odd. Then he tried to book a flight to Iran. 
And then I don't know exactly what happened to that. My point is, he, um, I, I would, has he, has he been able to survive this entire time? And, 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 and he's mentally insane. Like, I, I don't understand any of this. By the way, folks, also, I'm going to have a, a posting on Depetro.com. How about bail has been reduced in the Rob Mack case? Court documents revealed that Rob Mack, um, now his bail, Channel 10 has the story. He was ordered, held no contact. It was previously set at 30,000, reduced to 10,000, with the court citing the toxicology report and other evidence. According to a, a bail appeal motion from McClanahan's lawyer, the toxicology report from the Massachusetts State Blood came back negative for commonly used date rape drugs. His lawyer stated the report does, the, does indicate therapeutic levels of some kind of drug, inconsistent with producing the results described by the complainant. Police said in November, surveillance video appears to show McClanahan sprinkling something in the woman's drink. In the bail appeal motion, the defense state of the video unequivocally shows the complainant watching the defendant jokingly and in full view pretend to put something in her drink to which he slaps his I think they meant hand away, laughs and continues the date. The defense goes on to state the video shows the woman walking to the elevator in hotel room without issue after leaving the bar two hours later. So, I mean, that's seemingly coming from the defense. Um, it's not like the charges have been dropped. But if you are a Rob Mack supporter, that seemingly he has been telling people he's going to walk. A lot of people in that situation say that, but that would seemingly be good news for his camp. All right, folks, it's 1258. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. The um, the Kevin McCarthy vote, I mean, again, that is, um, it just doesn't seem to be going, I, I don't know where this is leading, but it, it, sure, it sure seems as though he's not going to be the... Um, it sure seems he's not going to be the, the, the speaker. He doesn't have it right now. This vote is still going on right now. He does not have the votes. So this is vote number seven. Yeah, Donald has 12. Gates voted for President Trump. And McCarthy, uh, he, he's, right now, this he's still 13 are not voting for him. So here's what we're going to do. It's 12.59. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news, get you up to speed. We have another full hour to go on the show. Everyone on Facebook, don't forget, Cranston PD Live comes your way tonight. Um, boom, right at 8 o'clock. So we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. It's the John DePietro Show on this Thursday. A full hour to go right here, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. We're back on the other side after the 1 o'clock news. WNRI Winsocket, W260DC. WNRI.